This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Multi-millionaire businessman Manzar Al-Qasar has been tied to three decades of international crime, arms deals, and terror attacks. This is from a 2010 National Geographic documentary titled Inside the DEA, which offered an unabashedly flattering portrayal of the Drug Enforcement Administration and its so-called narco-terrorism stings. Kassar is the quintessential Bond bad guy. He's been involved. The film focused on the DEA's investigation of Manzer Al-Qasar, an arms dealer who became known as the Prince of Marbella for the mansion he owned in southern Spain. The DEA tricked Kassar into thinking he was selling arms to, you guessed it, the FARC. As the war on terror fully eclipsed the war on drugs, narco-terrorism stings allowed the DEA to stay relevant, in the public eye, and worthy of congressional funding. Following this assist from National Geographic, the DEA turned to CBS's 60 Minutes for an in-depth look at another case— this one involving a Russian arms dealer named Victor Boot. Boot has been protected by powerful friends and long considered untouchable by law enforcement. But three years ago, the DEA devised a bold undercover operation to capture him. Nicknamed the Merchant of Death, Boot was the inspiration for the 2005 movie Lord of War, starring Nicolas Cage. How many Kalashnikovs do you have? Whatever we say it is, because no one else will know the difference. Three years after that movie's release, the DEA arrested Boot in Thailand, where he'd agreed to sell weapons to FARC agents who were, of course, paid informants. Boot spent more than a decade in a U.S. prison. But in December 2022, he was released. This has been uh, negotiations that have been going at the highest levels, but have been happening behind closed doors. Boot was one half of a prisoner swap with Russia for WNBA star Brittany Griner. 
It is unclear at this point who the White House is um, is going to swap for. We actually just have that in. This is uh, Victor Boot, the convicted Russian arms dealer. This is a huge deal. It is breaking right now. The DEA would like you to focus on Kassar and Boot, James Bond bad guys, as federal agents describe them. But they are exceptions. Most people caught up in DEA narco-terrorism stings are like Flavio Georgescu. No serious criminal connections. That is, until well-paid informants, pretending to be FARC members, showed up. I'm Trevor Aronson. From Western Sound and iHeart Podcasts, this is Alphabet Boys. Episode 10. See something, say nothing. Hi, Flavio. Hey, Trevor. How are you? It's July 2022, and Flavio is in New York. He's out of prison after serving nearly eight years, and he's been transferred to a halfway house in a rough area of the Bronx. How are you doing? Uh, a little bit hard. It's not, it, was, it was not that easy like I was thinking about. What, what's that? It, it hasn't been easy transitioning to the halfway house? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, and that environment changed me a little bit. Right now, I just see it because over there was like a time capsule. But right now, like, okay, I try to go outside and uh, you know, when I see people running around and screaming and that, mm, was not... Well, I'm going to make it. Flavio could have received a life sentence following his conviction at trial. But he didn't. The judge gave him 10 years, which will end up being about eight years in prison, a year in a halfway house, and another year on probation. It's a life-altering sentence, no doubt. It means Flavio spends his entire 40s behind bars. But... It's not exactly the kind of sentence you'd expect a narco-terrorist to receive. And that's really the point. Flavio, like most caught in DEA narco-terrorism stings, isn't a terrorist, a drug runner, or an arms dealer. And he's certainly not a narco-terrorist. These days, most of the people prosecuted as part of DEA narco-terrorism stings are free having served sentences like Flavio's, or, in some cases, even less time. They all just had the misfortune of getting swept up in a nearly two-decade hustle that the DEA ran, using unsuspecting people around the world to gin up so-called narco-terrorism cases and secure millions of dollars in funding every year. If you're inclined to believe Flavio's story, that he called the CIA to bust Juan, a FARC representative who was secretly a DEA informant, the story is altogether tragic. The case of a man who sought to help the U.S. government only to be prosecuted and imprisoned by the U.S. government. And the personal cost of this 
for Flavio have been devastating. I don't have a, a, a small bottle of water. Still water or spark? Still. Do you want another one? There's this piece of tape from the DEA's undercover sting that I find haunting now, so many years after it was recorded. It really has nothing to do with the DEA's case. It's just small talk between Flavio and Juan. But this small talk seems appalling to me in hindsight. Flavio and Juan are at the Marriott in Bucharest, Romania. This is the first time they meet. How many kids do you have? I don't have kids. No kids? Juan tells Flavio that he has seven children. And he asks Flavio if he has any kids. I traveled too much. I didn't have time for kids. You will, though. You'll find your way. I travel too much, Flavio says. I haven't had time for kids. Juan tells him, you will. You have to. Because otherwise it's going to be a long, long, old age by yourself. Flavio had only been married to his wife, Andra, for a few years when the DEA arrested him in Montenegro. He and Andra had big plans, like most couples do. But after Flavio's arrest, Andra moved to New York and liquidated everything they owned to pay for his criminal defense. Which, of course, ended with Flavio being sentenced to prison. Andra stayed in New York, building a new life for herself and supporting Flavio in prison. She felt a duty as his wife to be there for him. But soon after Flavio arrived at the halfway house, Andra filed for divorce. She'd helped him through prison, and now, with Flavio out, she's done. Andra hates me because I destroyed her life. I took the best years from her life. Instead to to have a children together, instead to have a normal family, myself, I believe on you. I believe on 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 this on that which I took to protect and defend this nation. And I said, man, this is my chance right now. This is what I'm going to do with this investigation. We're going to be so crazy. We'll be so big, show the arms laundry and everything will be amazing. And look at me. I'm, I'm, I've, you know, sometimes I said, I don't know, I, I, I ask God to keep me healthy. But sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I feel like, and see this room, I feel like, you know what, I was better not to, to wake up and just go to sleep and go to sleep forever, and that's it. Because Andra hates me. Andra introduced me years ago to Flavio and his case. I wanted Andra's voice to be part of this story. I really tried to make that happen. One afternoon, she and I met at a coffee shop in Manhattan to talk. I agreed not to record our conversation. Andra told me that she's never doubted that Flavio was working for the CIA, or at the very least, that Flavio thought he was working for the CIA. But she told me that doesn't make her any less angry about what happened. In Andra's view, even if Flavio had been working for the US government, he'd put her and their marriage second, behind whatever sort of operation he was running against Juan and the other Colombians. Flavio didn't need to get involved in any of this, as Andra sees it. And he should have been thinking about her and the risks involved in what he was doing. And that's what she's unable to forgive. So now, 
with Flavio in a halfway house and the divorce finalized, Andra wants to move on with her life. No Flavio, no talk about the CIA calls, and no interview with me. And honestly, I get it. I can understand where she's coming from. So I never pressured Andra again. Do you, do you, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's so, it's so much. Andra hates me. Do you understand that? I tell Flavio that I think losing Andra is the highest price he paid for all this. He agrees. She hates me for what I did to her. I put her to so much pain and to so much suffering and humiliate her and destroy her life for nothing. How many kids do you have? I don't have kids. No kids? And I guess this is why I find that moment of small talk between Flavio and Juan so haunting. I traveled too much. I didn't have time for kids. You will, though. You'll find your way. He's telling Flavio that he should have children. You don't want to die old and alone, Juan says. But secretly, Juan knows that will likely be the consequence of what he's doing. He knows he's going to send Flavio to prison. And he knows that Flavio, as a result, may very well die old and alone. And when I'm going to die, who's going to be next to me in the last moment of my life? I lost my wife. I lost my father. I lost it. not everything, but what I'm gonna do right now, like uh, Trevor is, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, at this point, I feel so scared. More after the break. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. 
Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. Massimo Romagnoli and Christian Ventilla, Flavio's two colleagues in the weapons deal with Juan, received leniency in their sentencing because they agreed to plead guilty and testify against Flavio. Massimo was released from prison in September 2017, and Christian roughly a year later. They're now back in Europe. Christian is quiet about his new life. But Massimo, that's another story. Massimo's back in the public eye in a big way, as if he had never been convicted of participating in an arms deal to send weapons to terrorists. You can find him talking about politics on Italian TV. Massimo is at exclusive events, speaking on panels with public officials and corporate executives. And Massimo posts a lot of videos of himself, dressed to the nines and traveling first class around Europe. Massimo has not only crafted an image for himself as a connected guy, but also as a hard worker. He declares in one video that he'll work until he's 150 years old, if God allows. One thing Massimo has worked hard at is spinning his conviction and imprisonment. On a recent resume, he lists his employment from 2015 to 2017, the time he was incarcerated, as a teacher at federal detention facilities. Massimo also self-published a book, written in Italian, titled An Innocent Trapped. In it, Massimo claims that he's innocent of all the charges resulting from, quote, the conspiracy of the Romanians, Flavio Georgescu, and Christian Ventilla, of which I was the victim. Being innocent is dangerous because you have no alibis, someone wrote. And I actually had the feeling of not being able to exonerate myself with any proof and with any concrete argument. This is a translated passage from Massimo's book. Because when one is truly innocent, only the candor and clarity of one's confession are the true proof, the true infallible evidence of the lawfulness of one's actions. And Massimo's campaign to rehabilitate his image seems to have worked. He's now running a lobbying and consulting firm in Brussels. And he's the president of the Freedom Movement, a political organization that promotes Italian workers, culture, and products throughout Europe. Massimo, of course, refused to do an interview. 
Here's what he emailed to me. His words, again, voiced by an actor. I don't want to risk to have any problem or get mixed up with Mr. Flavio. He already destroyed my life one time, and it's enough. So please respect my will. When Massimo and Christian both agreed to testify against Flavio, they created something of a partnership. A partnership that apparently hasn't ended. Like Massimo, Christian has publicly downplayed his time in prison. On his LinkedIn profile, Christian lists his employment from 2015 to 2018, the period he was incarcerated, as a, quote, external partner at a U.S. government agency. I mean, yeah, that's not inaccurate, I guess. But it's definitely a strange way to say you were a federal inmate. Christian, also on LinkedIn, lists himself as a consultant to Massimo's firm. At business meetings, I suspect they don't advertise that they were introduced by a Mr. Flavio Georgescu, international arms trafficker. I am a hero. The Americans made me a hero, so I don't have to clean my name. Christian, like Massimo, refused to be interviewed. Here's what he wrote to me. This is the last conversation with you. Any other message from you, I will take it as harassment. What Christian appears to mean, near as I can tell, is that he's a hero because he testified against Flavio. So yeah, Massimo and Christian, heroes who refuse to be interviewed about their apparent acts of heroism. I don't think Massimo and Christian are villains. They're just patsies, like Flavio. And they flipped to save themselves. At various times during our conversations, Flavio has expressed real anxiety about participating in the story and has even considered backing out entirely. Imagine what's happening with my life right now. Do you know I don't have a place to go? Do you know I'm afraid when I get out from the subway outside, I look like I'm paranoid. I'm looking 20 directions and everywhere just to, you know, be sure I'm not going to get killed. Flavio says he's concerned about Massimo and Christian and what they might do if they hear all this. We're having this conversation by phone. Flavio is in his halfway house in New York. He's been there a few months now. Massimo has a lot of money, a lot of power. He hates me. Because of me, he lost his family. He lost his three kids, which one of so little at that time was like probably four or five years old. And the wife, she, she divorced him. And he, if he has the, the chance to put me on the ground, he's going to kill me with no problems. Not him directly, not him directly, indirectly. Christian Ventilla in Romania, extremely powerful and extremely connected and uh, everywhere. Flavio worries about extreme, if highly unlikely, scenarios like those. Because he doesn't know what he will do with his life. He's got nothing now. No wife, no home, no money. And he doesn't know if he should stay in the States or return to Europe. Please understand me, Trevor, but what I'm going to do in my life? I'm 50 years old. What am I supposed to do? Just go outside and shoot myself in the head just because I was an idiot? Just because I was believing in your country? Just because I believed on an oath which I took in front of, of your nation? Making problems worse is the fact that Flavio's attempts to find a job while living in the halfway house have been discouraging. 
Given his conviction on terrorism-related charges, employers automatically assume he's some sort of supervillain. I tried to get a job, uh, uh, Trevor. I, I call probably Tony companies. He said, what was the charges? What did the government charge you with? And when I said the charges, she said, seriously, you have balls. And she hang up the phone. At least 10 people, they curse me out so bad. That means it's no way for me to have a chance to find a job when I'm stuck in this halfway house. Flavio's situation, it's bleak. There's an absurdity to it as well. The crime Flavio was convicted of, providing material support to terrorists, wouldn't hold up if he committed it today. That's because the supposed terrorists that Flavio supported, the FARC, aren't actually terrorists any longer, at least not according to the U.S. government. In November 2021, the Biden administration removed FARC from the State Department's list of foreign terrorist groups in order to encourage peace between the Colombian government and the rebels. The DEA's narco-terrorism stings, they are pretty much over now as a result. Guys like Juan, they can't pull off these cases now that they can no longer pretend to be FARC agents. This whole story is about pretending. Juan was pretending to be a FARC guy. Juan's colleagues were pretending to be Colombian revolutionaries. Flavio was pretending to be an arms dealer. You know who, throughout the deal, wasn't pretending? Christian and Massimo. Unlike Flavio, they didn't have a cover story. They didn't call the CIA. So what they were doing, helping Flavio broker that arms deal for Juan, there's no indication that they were doing anything but that. And yet the prison sentences they received were far less than what Flavio received because the government needed their testimony to convict Flavio. Is that fair? Christian and Massimo, they're back in Europe, living a good life. Flavio, he's living in a halfway house in New York. I've been talking over the phone with Flavio for several years, dozens and dozens of calls. I've often felt like his therapist, but I've never met him in person. But finally, Flavio and I have a chance to meet. So let's go to New York. That's after the break. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. That's why we're here. Because you got the story I want to tell. I'm in a hotel room in New York with Flavio. My colleague, Eleanor Knight, who's helping me with production and research, is with us. If I was taking some money, what you can say? Oh, Flavio was an honest guy. Well, he took a little bit of money because he was having to pay his rent. Not going to work like that. You I start my recorder as Flavio, being Flavio, is midway through a monologue. He's talking to Eleanor, whom he just met a couple of hours ago, explaining, from his perspective, why he's been talking to me on the phone these past few years. That's why he's like, okay. But I tried to explain to him a long time ago, you know, this is your chance to prove they are wrong. They do wrong things. This is, this is my uh, point of view right now. I don't... Flavio tells Eleanor that his case is my chance to prove a point. That aggressive sting operations, like the one that targeted him, can result in the prosecution of people who are innocent. People who, to use Flavio's words, don't bite the bait. We cannot send people to instigate people to commit crime, to teach them. You let them know things which some people, they don't know to do it. They don't know how to put those things together. A crime is like a puzzle. Myself, never selling guns, never... (laughs) I see movies with armed dealers on TV. But hold on, from the movie to myself going to talk about those things was a big, big challenge. And I have to, to learn, I have to create a mindset, okay, I'm going there for CIA, but I'm going to die. I was pleased and happy with what CIA... We came to New York because Flavio had been uncertain about continuing to cooperate with me. 
it's not that Flavio didn't want a story told suddenly. It was just that his life had become so uncertain once he got to the halfway house that he wasn't sure which way was up and which way was down. Could my telling a story just make things worse? So we traveled here to talk through his concerns. We walked to a sushi restaurant, Flavio's choice. Sushi reminds him of the affluent life he once had in Europe. He asks us not to record during our meal, and Flavio lays out his concerns. Flavio says that because he lives in a halfway house, he has limited control over his day-to-day life. And he also feels like he's losing control of his story because I, as the journalist, have taken control of it. But I think, more than anything, Flavio just wants someone to talk to about his feelings of uncertainty in life. Bringing me into this mess, doing all these interviews, just came to represent another thing Flavio lost control over. In the end, Flavio agrees to sit down for our first recorded interview face-to-face. We have limited time, because Flavio's halfway house has a curfew. His room isn't much, but unless he wants to return to prison, he has to get back before curfew. I live in a room with no window. It is a window and it's a wall that much distance between my window and the wall. I'm on the second floor, the sky is somewhere, I don't know. I don't see light, I don't see nothing. About an hour and a half into our interview, I look at the time. I'd like to keep talking, but I, I do want to warn you it's 6.30. I, I know you probably you need to get going. Move. Get a little time. Or... Let me see what... Flavio pulls out his phone. It's an enormous thing, with a screen that folds in half like a book. I'd never seen someone use such an unwieldy phone. That's a cool phone, isn't it? So it flips, up, it flips out to create like a large screen? Yeah. Huh. And it has one over here. Does it drain battery quickly, or is it the battery's okay? Uh, right now, you ask me like this. I want to drive a Ferrari. How many miles per gallon I can make it? <laughs> yes. uh-huh. Very good point. Very good point. <laughs> when you drive a Ferrari, you don't care about gas mileage. Let's be honest. You know, it's like, huh? Is it, uh, I mean, we can always, if, you, if you're running late, we could get a car for you. Would that get you there faster or is that slower at this time of day? No, it's not. Uh... Flavio and I both look up the travel time. It looks like it's about a 40 minute drive. Yeah. And uh, with the train, I make 60. The same thing. Same, same thing? Okay. I'm going to take the train. Uh, I can spend five, six more minutes. Flavio's scheduled for release from the halfway house in the summer of 2023. He'll have to stick around the U.S. for at least another year to complete his term of probation. If Flavio can't find a place to live, he'll be forced to move into a homeless shelter in New York in order to establish an address for his probation record. And that may be the likely scenario. Being convicted on terrorism-related charges... It's one of the worst labels to have. Flavio can't get rid of it. This is this is me. I'm afraid. I'm I'm scared to leave. I don't know 
a place to go. And if this is this is what I'm struggle every day. This is sometimes when you call me, I don't feel to talk, and I don't feel. And like I said, I understand your work. I understand what you try to do, but what I'm gonna do myself? I have questions which doesn't let me to sleep. Flavio is hoping that maybe when his halfway house term ends, he can find someone who needs a caretaker, an elderly or disabled person who could offer a room in exchange for assistance. Cooking, cleaning, running errands. Something. Anything. To keep him out of a homeless shelter. By now, Flavio admits he's learned his lesson. Helping the U.S. government, the FBI, the CIA, or maybe another agency? That's no longer a hobby for Flavio Georgescu. Next time, see something, turn your head. Don't say nothing. Just keep walking. Because it was not fun. Ten years in prison was not a joke. See something, say nothing. That's Flavio's new motto. The tragedy of Flavio's story, in my view, is rooted in its futility. Flavio lost everything. And for what? His case became nothing more than the very strange story you've heard here, involving three government agencies, the CIA, the DEA, and the FBI. When the DEA arrested Flavio, Christian, and Massimo, agents could have used them to go after other people, such as the guys in Germany who helped obtain the end-user certificate, or the oligarch in Bulgaria who was willing to sell the weapons. But federal agents didn't do that work. They just charged the lower-level guys, Flavio, Christian, and Massimo. And when Flavio got his hands on recordings of his calls to the CIA, recordings that raised doubts about the government's claim that Flavio was a real arms broker, the Justice Department cut deals with Christian and Massimo to secure Flavio's conviction. In the end, the DEA and the Justice Department got what they wanted. Another stat, another conviction, another case made. And then, with Flavio sent to prison, agents and prosecutors just moved on to the next case. And the only mental justification I have is that he knew or should have known the rules. Mark Pinto, Flavio's former FBI handler, thinks he could have helped Flavio, maybe even prevented him from going to prison. But he didn't. Mark is haunted by that. But at the same time, he thinks Flavio really should have known better. And you can't trust the bad guys, even if you're a bad guy, because they'll roll on you and say you did things you didn't. And the bad guys will do that. And if it's benefiting of a government organization, they'll do it. And if you put your complete faith and trust in a government organization with the expectation that it's going to meet what your expectations are, your high expectations. I mean, we're America. We have the highest ideals. We do. And it doesn't always work that way. 
The reality is all this stuff is stat-driven. How many prosecutions you get, how many people get arrested, how many search warrants. And I can guarantee you one thing, whoever the case agent on that case was, easily got a promotion. Mark studies theology now in his retirement. In Judeo-Christian thought, there is the idea that we are rewarded for our good deeds. In more recent history, we developed a cynical twist on that idea. No good deed goes unpunished. And that, in Mark's view, seems to sum up what happened to Flavio. As distasteful as it is, things happen. That's, I mean, it's, that sounds so basic. Things happen. But it's an unfortunate turn of events. I'm not making light of it because it's not fair. But life isn't fair. And he should have known. What Flavio couldn't have known because he believed too much in the idea of America was that sometimes the people who claim to be the good guys desperately need foils. They desperately need bad guys. So much so that they'll create them. Even out of Flavio Georgescu. His problem was he was too ideal. He believed. He's a true believer. And he, he paid dearly for that dose of reality. So that's, that's it. I wish we could have ended on a higher note. This was Up in Arms, season two of Alphabet Boys. Alphabet Boys is a production of Western Sound and iHeart Podcasts. It's reported, written, and hosted by me, Trevor Aronson. Ben Adair and I are the executive producers. Colin McNulty is our showrunner. The producer is Nicole McNulty. Original composition by Alex McInnes. Sound design by Tyler Hill. The show is mixed by Victoria Shiflett. Eleanor Knight is our production assistant and researcher. Sam Pearson designed our cover art. Executive producers for iHeart Podcasts are Nick Stumpf, Bethann Macaluso, and Lindsay Hoffman. For more information about this series, or to drop us a tip, head to our website, alphabetboys.xyz. You can contact me on Twitter or Instagram, at Trevor Aronson. The show's Instagram is alphabetboys.pod. If you're enjoying Alphabet Boys, tell your friends about the show. Personal recommendations are the best recommendations. And if you want to see an illegal arms deal from the inside, again, it's alphabetboys.xyz. You'll find undercover recordings and documents related to Flavio's case. Finally, you can help us ride the algorithms by leaving a rating or a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other people find us. And finally, thanks so much for listening.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.